going on guys this is Gary hope everyone's doing well it is the 10th of April which means we're getting pretty close to the end of a lot of good football the end of Champions League is coming it's not here yet but it's approaching the end of Europa League of course and what we're probably most focused on if we're listening to this podcast is the end of the Premier League season and that also means the end of the FPL season now We are upon, I guess I should say, Game Week 34 is upon us. Um, Just a couple days away until the Friday deadline. And this is by far the most talked about, most anticipated, most anxiety-inducing Game Week that I've experienced so far this season. I think the main reason is because a lot of you are playing your wildcard chips this week getting ready for game week 35. So the wild chip is activated and everyone's looking to build the perfect team, which means they're trying to predict rotation schedules and trying to look at at any time odds, goal scoring figures and looking at expected goals and expected assists and shots per 90 and all kinds of stuff, uh, which will drive you mad. But, um, It's all in an effort to see those green arrows, and that's what we're hopefully going to help you guys do. Before we get started, one of the best tips we can give you is to do this. Go to the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account. The handle is simply at Let's Talk Soccer. Go to our Instagram stories, and there you will find a Game Week 34 titled post. At the bottom of that post, you will see two words, see more. Just press that, and you will be linked to an article that we contributed to. It's one of our our regularly occurring articles uh, that we do with the good folks at FPL Football Advice, and there's lots of great information in there to help you get your Game Week 34 teams squared away, whether you're wildcarding or whether you're trying to just keep up with those that are wildcarding we got you covered. And so, and we're going to cover a little bit of that content today. We won't go too in-depth because the article will take you real, real deep, um, but we'll do sort of a podcast-friendly version of that today. Also, we posted on the Let's Talk Soccer Insta page um, a couple of posts that are some suggested differentials to consider for the rest of the season. Uh, We did one for midfielders and one for forwards. And our criteria here was this. There were two points of criteria. The first was ownership had to be less than 10%. And the second was that the average FDR, so the total of whether it's five game weeks or six game weeks remaining based on the team, um, the total of their FDRs added together divided by that number of games Whatever that average FDR is, we want it to be three or lower. So again, it's ownership, less than 10%, and average FDR, three or lower. And we got some good ones here for you. So on the forwards list, we have Josh King, Solomon Rondon, Troy Deeney, Big Rom Lukaku, Glenn Murray, Iosi Perez, Danny Ings, and Mitchie Batchui. Again, that's King, Rondon, Dini, Lukaku, Murray, Perez, Ings, and Batchoy. Now, 
of that group, Iosi Perez has the lowest ownership at 1.3%. And these were done a couple of days ago, so ownerships might have changed a little bit, but assuming that it's all relative, he will probably most likely still have um, the lowest ownership. In terms of the lowest average FDR, it's Josh King. Bournemouth actually have a nice stretch of fixtures through the end of the season. They haven't been in the greatest form lately, but if they do catch some form, and if King can be part of that, then um, he could be a real differential there. For midfielders, we have Calvert-Lewin, Ward-Prowse, Bernardo Silva, Brooks, Jota, Delafeu, Redmond, Deli Alley, Hoiberg, and Erickson. Again, it's DCL, JWP, Bilva Brooks, Jota, Delafeu, Redmond, Deli, Hoiberg, and Erickson. Of that group, Calvert Lewin has, just by a hair, has the lowest ownership. He was at 1.9%, and Nathan Redmond is at 2.0%. And just like his teammate, David Brooks has the most favorable average FDR of 2.4. So if only those Bournemouth boys can get it together, you can have a couple of real nice differentials. But really, honestly, anybody on this list should do well and certainly can help you turn arrows to green rather than red if your differentials will do some work for you because... Most teams are going to have sort of the same five to seven players um, across them or in common. So <clears throat> those differentials are what makes all the difference, hence the name differentials. Um, personally, from the forwards, we like Glenn Murray. Um, a couple of double game weeks for Brighton, and yes, he may see a little bit of rotation here and there, but we still like his odds. And then in terms of midfielders, we're torn between Ward-Prowse and Jota. Um, either one of those I think is good. I think Ward-Prowse will find his way into our squad by game week 35. Okay, so now let's talk about some topics that we cover in the article. And again, just go to our Insta stories, look for the game week 34 post, hit see more, and you will be taken to this article. It's that simple. All right, first we talk about sort of the appropriate number of Liverpool assets to earn, or to, to earn, to own uh, moving forward. Um, the question originally poses, is three too many? Um, probably. Not necessarily, but probably. Um, sort of depends. If you are wild carding, then three is too much. <clears throat> you don't need three Liverpool players in your team. If you own three currently and you need to address other parts of your team more immediately, then by all means, hold on to your three Liverpool players and fix what needs to be fixed. But ideally, you're at two, maybe one in some cases. Um, and if you have two, it's an attacker and a defender. <clears throat> and among those... It's either Mane and Alexander-Arnold or Mane and Robertson or Mane and Allison. I think anything else um, is unnecessary. Uh, even with Robertson as good as he is, he's a little expensive. So if money's tight, I think Alexander-Arnold is an excellent 
substitution for him. Um, and I think Mane uh, just provides a better return on your investment than, than Salah does and will certainly enable you to spend more in other areas of your team. Um, why didn't we talk about Firmino? Well, we considered him. We just think that there's better premium forwards to be had than Bobby. But um, again, if you own him, you don't need to be in a rush to get rid of him. Okay. We all know that Harry Kane's been injured. It's a terrible-looking injury. It seems to be the same ankle injury he had back at the beginning of 2019, which kept him out for, I think, five weeks, six weeks, five maybe. Um, it looked bad um, immediately, and we feel horrible for the guy. Neither of us, neither Josh nor I, are Spurs supporters, but we can certainly appreciate um, a player like Kane, and you never want to see anybody get injured. Um, I just think it's, it's bad form to uh, wish injury upon your your opponents or to applaud when someone does get injured. Just no, no room for that with us. But a lot of people were planning on Kane being, uh, at sort of the spear at the tip of their, um, their attack. And he is no longer an option. It seems most likely we'll be out for the rest of the season. So then we got to look at who are good replacements for him. <clears throat> In our minds, Aguero and Aubameyang are the best options. And when you go to this article that we're referencing, um, you will see a lot of data provided on this, sort of side by side by side by side. And we compare Aguero, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Firmino, and Vardy. Those are sort of the premium, um, and premium in terms of price, not necessarily in terms of potential um, forwards that we're looking at. Um, Aguero, let's talk about him for a second. Um, his expected goals is high. His expected goals per 90 is high. His shots per minute is high. We all know that at any given time, he can score three goals, um, assist one or two, or a combination thereof. People get concerned about rotation. Um, and it's amazing to me that it is such a concern. Last season, I get it. Um, rotation was sort of a thing. Um, this season, it's not. Even with a healthy Jesus, Aguero is still getting, you know, by large majority, um, the starts on that team. And even with managed minutes, he is still the highest scoring, or at least FPL points-wise, the highest scoring and highest goal scoring forward in the game. So don't understand um, <clears throat> the concern there because if anything that we've learned with him minutes doesn't necessarily equate to points. Um, limited minutes with him, but um, still killing it in terms of points. Now, we also have a Balmiang. High expected goals, high shots per minute, um, has performed quite well. Um, we also looked at um, number of FPL points earned versus the reverse fixtures of their upcoming schedule. So looked at their the rest of their opponents, looked at how these guys performed against those teams in the fixtures earlier in the season, and Aubameyang far and away killed it <clears throat> against those teams compared to any of the other forwards we're talking about. Aubameyang, 
on paper seems to be the better option, not only um, in terms of, uh, well, really in terms of the historical data, especially the performance against those teams. Tips a little bit more in his favor other than Aguero, but um, Manchester City are a dangerous team. They're fighting to retain their title, and as we know, Aguero can do serious damage to opposing teams. So among all of the other considerations, for us, it's Aguero, but certainly Aubameyang um, could easily uh, make our team. We could easily be convinced um, for Aubameyang. If you can't afford either, I think Lacazette is a really nice option. With Vardy, he is for the next two game weeks, and then come game week 36, uh, Leicester City's schedule gets really bad. So if you have Vardy, or if you want to bring him in, fine, but just have a plan to wrote to transfer him out. Okay, we talked about four or five must-have players, and we're just going to list a a couple here. We won't give them all away. <clears throat> Kane certainly was one of them, but he's not anymore. I think Jimenez and Robertson. Jimenez, for the money, is amazing. Even if he was twice the amount, he still produces an amazing product, and I think he deserves to be on as many teams as possible. Plus, he has a double game week in week 35. Robertson if you can afford him, is the sort of the anchor of that Liverpool defense. I know Van Dyke is in there well, but Robertson just earns points at an entirely different level than everyone else, and I think he is a must-have as well. But there's certainly other players, maybe a couple that you wouldn't think of, um, that are on our list, so check out that article. Leicester City assets, are they worth owning? I think if you have them currently... You don't need to blow it up completely, but again, like we said about Vardy a minute ago, have a plan. <clears throat> this is where you need to look at your options. Look at upcoming fixtures of the players currently in your squad and fixtures of players you might want in your squad and figure out who to transfer and when. Um, if you do want to bring in Leicester City assets, I would go purely from an attack angle, and that would be Vardy maybe. Um, although, like I said, I think there's better options for either more or less money than him. But certainly Tielemans and, um, and Madison are good options. But again, just for the next couple weeks. We talked some about Eden Hazard. And is he a keeper? What about him? Um, it's a hard one. He's such a spotty player. He seems to be in good form right now. So you can ride the wave. Wallet lasts, and Chelsea are certainly trying to lock in a top four finish. So Hazard could be worth the money. Um, but if you're looking for uh, players with double game weeks and players with great fixtures through the end of the season, Hazard may not be your player. Um, but he is one of the most transferred out, if not the most transferred out player right now. So Believe it or not, he actually becomes a little bit of a differential. So, um, something to think about as far as that goes, but has. So that's going to do it, guys. We have posted a bunch of different uh, templates or team ideas if you're doing your wild card. We'll look to hopefully post some more. We have posted FDRs for every team through the end of the season. 
So it's not just for the next three game weeks. It is for the, the rest of the season. So check that out. Um, DM us if you have questions. We do get back to everyone. It may not be immediately because you may be in a different part of the world than we are. Um, but we promise to get back to you. So check out that article. Go to at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. Go to the Insta Stories. Look for the Game Week 34 tips post. Press see more, and you will be taken to a fantastic article with our friends at FPL Football Advice. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Hit us up. DM us. We love you guys. Nothing but green arrows. Until next time, we say peace. Goodbye.